welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 47 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today I'm joined by the athlete's secret weapon. Stuart Walter is the guy that the elite call to get the head in the game. He is a professional clinical hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner, a published author, an international speaker, and workshop presenter. He's highly skilled in getting the most out of professional drivers, include Matt Campbell, Jackson Evans, and Hunter McLaurie. Please help me welcome Stuart to the show. Oh, Stuart has a fantastic offer for his eight-week online course at the end of today's episode. So please listen all the way through to get 50% off his eight-week online program. Well, hello, Stuart, and welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Hi, Belinda. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How are you here to talk to me today? What are you going to be talking to me about? I'm going to talk about all things mindset, awesome. getting your head in the right place because obviously with drivers, yeah, sure, you don't need your head to be in the right place, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so how did you become a mindset coach and is that what you call yourself? Well, it, it's hard because I don't want to kind of call myself a coach because there's so many coaches out there that have actually never done what they say they do. So I'm very um, mindful of, of the words and the terminology I use. Look, I've, yeah, I guess if you look at my label as such, I'm a, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. So hypnosis, clinical, using it to help people change attitudes, behaviours, beliefs, habits, uh, basically rewire the brain at, at that kind of the unconscious level. So I know you, most people are aware of, I guess, psychology and sports psychology as a traditional method. I bring a totally different avenue to that, which is it's all very well and psychologists have got their place, but it's all very, what I believe is a very slow process for athletes. What athletes want is bang. They need to be in the zone at that moment. So what I do is create, I guess, an internal switch within athletes that whenever they need to perform, then it's just basically switch on and they go. So it's all about peak performance mindset and that's pretty much where I sit. I can deal with fears, I can deal with phobias, I can deal with um, life past, past traumas and things, but it doesn't really inspire me. What inspires me is like last weekend, I sat down, watched the Formula One overseas, put my feet up and then saw one of my drivers in the Porsche uh, Super Cup driving around and going, <laughs> that's kind of my passion is, is watching all that. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, I am a peak performance mindset specialist. I use hypnosis and NLP. NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. So neuro being the brain, linguistic being language and programming is basically the programs that we run in our own mind, okay? And what I find is interesting with especially the, the race drivers that I've worked with is every corner they're on edge and the brain's got one job and that's basically protection, protection you from potential hurt, potential harm, physically or emotionally. So the last thing it wants to do is go 300 k's around the corner. So there's something in your brain that just says survival, but there's something in your foot that just goes go faster. So I've been able to narrow this right down 
So every corner is totally in control versus that half percent extra, totally out of control. And what I've managed to do with athletes is to fine-tune that through certain processes so that every time their helmet's on, bang, they're just in that zone. And have you raced before? or um, No, no it's, it's fascinating because my sport is martial arts in Taekwondo. So how I got into doing what I'm doing now is I was doing state and national titles and I was very good at my sport. I was fast, I was strong, I was flexible. But I just didn't have that killer instinct in my head of which you need to when you're stepping on the mat and you've got to face someone who's trying to kill you. You've got to be able to be in that right headspace. And I was travelling two weeks every month and it was really um, noticeable in my, in my, one, lack of training and two, lack of consistency. Like I'd turn up to an event and I wouldn't know how I'm going to go. Fortunately, everyone turns to their mother. My mum was a naturopath and hypnotherapist and had been for 30 years. And I was talking to her and she said, well, hypnosis can help you. I've gone, yeah, right, this will be fun. And she'd been doing it for 20 plus years. And I thought, oh, let's give this a crack. And I'm sitting there with my eyes closed. Going, oh, I can hear everything. I can see everything. How can this really make a difference? But it was that night I went back to training and I was just, I was 10 foot tall, bulletproof. I could read my opposition's mind. I knew what they were going to do. It was already counter-attacked. It kind of took the guesswork out of everything. But I was just, I was switched on. And, and from then on, I just went up state and national titles. If it wasn't for, for injury, Christmas 99, I probably would have been at the Sydney 2000 Olympics. Oh. So that's the thing. I guess my experience allows me to understand the athlete, okay? Have I raced? No, but I've got a passion for motor racing. I've grown up watching Bathurst. I've grown up watching the V8s. It's kind of, for me, it's, I work with these guys in the pits now with Porsche Carrera Cup and all these other drivers I work with. I go to the pits and it's like a kid in a lolly shop. It's so exciting. You just don't want to be seen to be going, oh, yeah, this is just what I do. Yes, that's an interesting story about becoming a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you get started? And is that what is that been the only career that you've had to date? No, no. I, I was in sales before. I used to manage bars and restaurants and then I ended up in sales um, selling commercial glass and dishwashers because I knew someone in that industry. I needed one for a restaurant and they said, oh, that's great. How about you have this job and become a Queensland sales manager? I was sweating. I can't go from managing restaurants to Queensland sales manager. I went, yeah, we've seen you sell just by purely talking and understanding people's needs and requirements. So I've always had that ability. And for business, I just, for 10 years, I did less and less work and became more and more successful. Every year was a 40% increase on the previous year's figures mm-hmm. with doing less work. And I realised, hmm, because I, I started working smarter. I started understanding people and people's behaviours to then be able to do that. And it wasn't until my now ex-wife was pregnant with my little boy coming through that I thought, look, I'm travelling two weeks every month. I need to do something different. And just then my mum, who's, a, as I just mentioned before, hypnotherapist, she said, I'm going to retire. I've gone, hmm, okay, well, I know how powerful hypnosis is. I know I can sell because I've just been in sales. If I could combine the two and then focus that on sports and take over her business and then the rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. So, yeah, here I am now 13 years later. I've got 36 world champions I work with in sports, 
covering bodybuilding to BMX to uh, what we've got uh, all the football, NRL, triathlon, swimming. It's it's incredible. And what do you love about your job? Watching what I call my kids on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, the Olympics is, is a classic 2012 Olympics. I'm sitting there with tears coming down thinking, hang on, that's one of my divers who just 16 years old and got this Olympic silver medal. I'm going, if it wasn't for me helping her, that wouldn't have happened, this wouldn't have happened. And while I'm sitting there watching it, about five minutes after she got a silver medal, I've got a phone call from her going, thank you. And it's just that powerful for me, that passion just to watch my work in operation and to see the end results on stages around the world. And how does somebody find your services at being a, is it a sports hypnotherapist versus a sports psychology? Well, it's probably by accident because no one thinks hypnosis, no one thinks sports hypnosis. Everyone thinks the traditional sports psychology and it's not until someone you know who might have heard of does some research on it to think that might be something different. Mm-hmm. Now, it's fascinating because I've still got, well, we've got about 11 psychologists as clients and who refer me, they're clients. So they know the difference that I can make. I'm very future-based. Mm-hmm. Typically, a psychologist is very much a lot. Let's understand the person. Let's get them centred. And when that's done, it's like, now what? That's normally where I step in and go, right, let's go smash it. (laughs) Yeah, people generally come across me by accident um, or through referral. All of a sudden someone's getting better results and they go, what's going on here? They might start asking questions or like a sprinter national, um, 100-metre, 200-metre sprinter. All of of a sudden his relay team is asking, hang on, how come you've suddenly gone from third to winning national titles three years in a row? What is it you're doing? And it then aids him to get the rest of the team to see me because then they can benefit in a relay. Yeah. So you can see how it all kind of snowballs and combines. But I tell you what, if everyone knew that sports hypnosis had a sudden impact, look, they'd be out the door, down the hallway, down the elevators. It's just crazy, the results. And you are known by name and your nickname is the Athlete Secret Weapon. Yes, or weapon for short. It's pretty cool. Or weapon for short. So Um, what exactly is that? Sorry? So what exactly is the Athlete Secret Weapon? Well, yeah, I guess the athletes, well, my company is Elite Mindset Institute, so I've got a a very centred place for learning, education, tools, empowerment, all the resources and tools to help you really take control of your own I guess, mental health, mindset and life. The Athlete Seeker Weapon came about from that um, Olympic diver I was talking about, 15-year-old at the time when I started working with her. Uh, 16 at the Olympics, here she is, biggest stage of the world. Even the commentators, when I was watching it, they were saying, look, she's so calm, she's so relaxed, she's standing there clapping the divers as they're coming down, she's smacking the other ones on the backside as they're going back up. But even the commentators said, look, as soon as she steps on that bottom step, to walk up to the 10 metre platform, she just switches on. You can see the focus in her eyes and that's what we worked on. And after she'd smashed that final dive and was just waiting for the the two Chinese people to do their last two dives, one of which bombed it big time because of the pressure, but the other one came through, did a perfect dive and boom. So it wasn't until she was interviewed and they said, hang on, what's you're so calm, you're so relaxed, you're in control, the biggest stage in the world, you just turned 16, what's your secret? 
He said, I'm not telling anyone about my secret weapon. And I'm just, oh. So that was basically the name and that then created the, I guess, the brand and the name for my online program. I've got an eight-week online program called the Athlete Secret Weapon Program. And I think because of that, it's also then filtered into my normal day-to-day work with elite athletes. I do a lot of stuff with business people as well and entrepreneurs because it's a very similar mindset, the elite in business, the elite in sport. One is more physical than it is mental combined to two because athletes, as you know now, with what you're doing, they're starting to become their own business entities, okay? And you've got the elite entrepreneurs are going, hang on, to get more, I need to fuel myself properly. So eating, exercise, nutrition, the whole lot. So you can see everything's coming together. So for me, the, the weapon is... It's good because it's one of those things when you find the edge in your sport, you're going to stick to it. And people use it as a tool and a resource to help themselves. Okay. The secret part of it is it's one of those things like I've got, what, 36 world champions, but I can only mention two of them. Because if you found the edge in your sport, would you want to share it with everyone else? No. No. Yeah. And results are that powerful. Otherwise, you would think, oh, otherwise, if they were just kind of average, why would you not share your details? Okay, so the results are very powerful. Look, I've had national champions that have had close to an 8% reduction in time over a couple of months. So you look at that and you go, right, apply even 2% reduction in time and look at the results. Yeah, so what does, what's covered in the eight-week um, Athlete Secret Weapon course? Um, what I cover is it's a lot of it's education because a lot of people aren't aware of the power of mindset within sport, the ability to actually harness that and be very intentional about the way you think, the way you act, the way you behave. So for me, it's very much um, awareness of who you are, where you want to go, what goals you want to achieve in your sport and what are the limitations, okay? The limitations are all, how would you put it, they're all fear-based, okay? Um, i use the example, I'll use it with you. It's basically existing results for an athlete equal their potential minus their fears. Okay, so if you look at your existing results in business, life, in sport, you go, right, okay, well, that's how good I can be, but all these limiting factors are in place, which means I'm only here. Mm-hmm. So for me, a lot of the eight-week program is all about, right, who is this person? What is your potential? What are the things you think are limiting you? And let's just start reducing the fear. And if we reduce the fear, you get closer and closer to your potential. Then it's a matter of by week three, we actually then start creating the peak performance state. Okay, who are you? So for, I guess, a footballer, when they step on the field, that's when they can make an impact. For a race driver, it's when your helmet goes on because that's what the last thing generally that people do. Yeah. I'll just show you. I've got it all lined up if I can get into my phone. Okay, this is a classic of how I work with athletes, okay, is someone that is in disguise at the moment. So if anyone's not watching and just listening, it's a photo of a, a driver with his helmet on. So I generally spend most of my time when I'm working with athletes, I'll get them to actually have their helmet on. Mm-hmm. So what happens when it comes to race time, whatever distractions are around the pits and and conditions, time, whatever, even the media when you've got a camera shunt in your face, as soon as that helmet goes on, everything is just external. They just go internal. 
relax, get in that peak performance mindset, and they're off. Awesome. Mm, it's it's very very powerful. Um, and so you did mention that you work with some of the guys from Porsche. What kind of work do you do with them specifically? Uh, specifically, same thing is working on belief. Like the three of them I've worked on that have won national titles over the last three years. Like we got two Porsche Carrera Cup titles in the last one, two, three years that my drivers have won. If you look at Formula Ford last year as well, one of my drivers have won that. When I first started working with them, they're very inconsistent. You ask them, right, what is it you want to achieve? And it's a very uh, airy-fairy type of direction. Uh, I'd like to, but eh. So once you actually get a really solid, defined outcome, it frees up a lot of space. And then it's just a matter of bringing their helmets in as they normally do and go, right, let's capture these emotions. Like what's the best ever race you had? Where's the most relaxed you've ever been? What is it you want to achieve in the future? We do what we call future pace and getting them to go into the future to imagine themselves on the podium at Silverstone spraying the champagne. Imagine themselves over in United States racing Indy cars. Get them to imagine that and you can capture those emotions and release them as soon as the helmet comes on. Mm -hmm. So therefore their brain is going to be relaxed, it's going to be fast, it's going to be full of belief knowing they've had the best ever result. They're really thinking about the future. It's pretty inspiring and it's quite easy. So those guys, it's and it's working on the automatic response, okay, because by the time you, as you would know within around racing, by the time you think I have to apply the brakes, you've gone too far or you freak out too much. So what I do is take the emotion out of athletes. When you think about that, I'd be unemployed if it wasn't for emotions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So would personal trainers, so would lawyers because people just go, I just got to go and do it. It's quite a simple thing. But for the athlete, you just got to take the emotions out so therefore they can't overthink. They've just got to trust the car, trust the mechanics, trust the team, trust the tyres, trust themselves to push it. And when they're relaxed, the car actually works with them rather than kind of fighting it. So when you relax, it just kind of, it just flows. So working with these guys I work with, let me drop a few names here, Matt Campbell, He's all right. Jackson Evans, Hunter McElroy, all these guys have done incredibly well because being able to harness, I guess, their future, protect their internal thoughts, give them full belief and trust in what they can do, and then every time they come towards a corner or breaking time, they're trusting the automatic response that they've trained. So whether it's simulators or on the racetrack, because your brain it fires what three thousand different neural connections within one second. So you can think about the difference between the first V eight and the one coming in what twentieth these days is probably only a second, if not half a second between them. But if you can look at that and go, right, in every second there's three thousand calculations that happen in your brain. Imagine if you apply the brake perfectly rather than Point one three thousandth of a second later, you combine that by every corner, and all of a sudden you're going to start seeing the shift. And I've done that thousands of times with other athletes, and even one of the Porsche GT3 drivers who won the GT3 Challenge Cup a couple of years ago. 
same, same with him. I said, right, what's the intention? What, what are you going out to get? He said, well, I'm going out to get this time around the circuit, this visualisation, I went, right, what is the time you're going to achieve? And left, left him off to do his own thing. It was on a Sunday and I got a text message from him saying, I won't tell exactly his wording, but he said it wasn't quite right. <laughs> <laughs> he actually dropped the PB by, it was something like about 1.2 seconds on a track that he's already driven on with data and everything from previous times. So that's the benefit and the advantage of what can be done when you're, well, I guess not thinking, when you're just trusting. And do you work with teams or mainly individuals? Yeah, teams as well, teams. You can imagine one single athlete in the zone for that one race. Imagine a, a football team with every player in the zone at the one moment in the one game. How powerful is that? Very powerful. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when, because it's hard to gauge. If you've got one player, they can make a bit of an impact, but when you've got the whole team you're working with, then you'll see a difference. Mm -hmm. And years ago, I worked with uh, fairly well, well, a major NRL team based out of Sydney. The results were just incredible. Even the coach was saying you could hear the hits were harder, the talk was clearer, the talk was sharper. They're walking around with confidence, and the coach didn't have to do anything. He was he was happy. <laughs> no yelling and screaming. It just they just kind of flowed, and they just worked as a team. It was just amazing to see. Fantastic. Mm. So in your spare time, when you're not seeing uh, you have written some books. Um, tell us about yeah. the Dear Diary process. Yeah, the Dear Diary process was a process that kind of evolved when I was working with a professional golfer. He flew in from Adelaide, uh, I'll tell you his name, Nick Cullen, flew in from Adelaide and he was very inconsistent with his game. And within 10 minutes of the consultation, he actually said, I write in my diary every night. I went, why? It's history. You've done it. The way the brain works is basically when you go to sleep and in quiet times, your brain goes back in the past to process information. So if he's had a fairly average or bad game, that's what he's going to be thinking when he goes to bed. So how do you think he's going to wake up? Average to bad game because that's what's processing. Now, as I said to him, based on all the fundamentals of the human mind and how the mind works, I just said, look, before you go to bed tonight, Forget about writing what happened today. How about writing tomorrow in advance? And that was it. So it's it's one of those simple things. It's like post-it notes. You look at that and go, they're so simple. But someone had to come up with that concept. The concept of writing in your diary, what happened tomorrow, it's incredibly powerful because there is a process called neuroplasticity within the brain. Neuroplasticity explains how the brain can rewire itself according to intention and emotions. So if your intention is to have, right, this day, tomorrow, and you've already applied the emotions to go, I woke up this way, I felt this way, as soon as I put my helmet on, I just instantly relaxed. I was just in the zone with my drive. Everything just came together. I was part of the machine. Bang, there's the end result. So when you go to bed and your brain knows exactly what the intention is and the outcome, it's actually going to start rewiring itself to make that happen. Okay, and again, if because the brain's always going to be working, if your intention is I don't want to have a race like yesterday because it makes me feel this way, where's your focus based on past? Where's the emotion based on not having it? Okay, don't think of a red car. <laughs> okay, and that's exactly what the brain does. I don't want to think about a red car. Okay, what do you want to think about? Okay, it's got to be a blue car. 
I don't want to feel tight and stressed. Okay, how do you want to feel? So when you get intention and emotion combined and when your brain goes to bed, you, you're going to be processing for the next seven to eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Okay, and there's so much research done as the fact that while we're awake, we're in this conscious mind, which is what three to five percent of how we think, act, and behave. Okay, when you start sleeping, you're in a totally unconscious state, so you don't know what's going on. You're, you're kind of aware, but you're not controlled by it. So as soon as you get into that conscious, the unconscious state or subconscious, as people call it, you're free to think and do whatever you want. You're up, it's up to your own imagination. Yeah, and it's constantly just having that positive um, reaffirmation. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. You can have, you can be very conscious in having your affirmations, but if you don't believe that or if you've got a fear of success, no matter how good your affirmations are, it's just like, yeah, 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 I'm awesome, I'm awesome, I'm awesome. Your brain doesn't believe it if it's got a fear of success or if it hasn't succeeded. Yeah. Okay, so when you go beyond those conscious barriers and blockages, the brain goes, yeah, well, if that's what you think, then I must be. So it's got to be working at that deeper level. So the Dear Diary process is incredibly powerful. I've got testimonials from all around the world from people that have just bought the thing and sent me a testimonial. They've changed their life. They've got out of toxic relationships. They've lost 50 kilos. They're in love with this. And everything is just awesome. It's got, you don't realise such an impact can be made with something so simple. Sounds great. Mm. Uh, and should you normally work with like young teens or, um, sorry, young adults and adults or do you also work with kids? Yeah, I do a lot of stuff with kids as well because there's a lot of juniors that come through. Um, so, look, I've, I've worked with kids of sort of eight and ten, whether they're ice skating uh, prodigies or whatever they might be, gymnasts, because by the time you hit 12, you're too old for a gymnast. Yeah. Okay, so I've worked with eight-year-old national champs in gymnastics and ice skating. Um, and look, to be honest, yeah, people think, oh, hypnosis, is it safe? I'm going, hang on, I've been working with my son since he's been born. So if, <laughs> if it was dangerous, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing crazy things to him. But, yeah, I've worked with any, any kids, really, even up to the elderly people who have dealt with uh, people who have had cancer that have got into remission. So everyone can benefit as long as you can, I guess, understand English and interpret it and want some level of change in your life and it can certainly help. So there's a lot of kids, especially these days, because you've got to understand that so many kids are down here, they want to be up here and there's so much more pressure on them physically, emotionally, financially, socially with this dreaded thing called a mobile phone. You've got to look at it and go, right, how do we eliminate those distractions? How do we get them focused when they're that, um, I guess, in between, around that 14-year-old hormonal time as well when you just add water and shake? <laughs> just incredible. The, the neural pathways, the emotions that happen in brains is just incredible. So to get them in earlier is actually better because that way you can ease a lot of the external distractions and start teaching them the right ways to think and be behave and act. And you've got your session called Meta for Kids. Does that um, start, um, like, does that have an introduction into all of that that you were just mentioning? Um, Meta for Kids is, is something totally different. I, when, I was doing my basic, <laughs> when I was doing my basic training, my master practitioner was saying, look, it's easy to work with kids. How do you know when they're in a trance? Well, they're breathing. 
because kids are always just absorbing information. He was telling us that, look, all you need to do if you've got kids who are like bedwetters, you start talking to them in metaphors. But the metaphor is kind of at a conscious level. But at a deep level, there's, there's an unconscious reason why childhood issues occur. So if you look at a bladder as example as a soccer ball, if the soccer ball goes down and you pump it up, it's a great metaphor for bedwetting because you've got a bladder. So I actually said, look, at the time, can these stories actually be written or documented so that parents can read it to their kids for some benefit? They go, no, it's not possible. And I said, okay, well, do you mind if I give it a crack? So I've actually created a collection of 20-plus short stories for kids that parents actually read to their kids with speech patterns, language patterns, pauses, gestures, just like something like the bubble where you can talk about negative emotions and bouncing off and positives come through. And even just the gestures are enough for the kids to get involved in the story, drop down to the solution, uh, drop down to root cause, go across to the solution and pop back up at this conscious level having made the change. So I've got a collection of 20-plus short stories, which are great for kids. If you're still reading to a child, it's a perfect age for these stories. So stories would be like for bedwetting, toilet training, fears, phobias, growth, development, bullying, uh, emotional support, changing growth. Bullying. So that's metaphor kids. And where can you purchase that from? Is it from your website? Uh, yeah, metaphor as in M-E-T-A, number four, kids. Metaphor Kids, we've got a whole collection of short stories on the interwebs. You've got so many resources. You're just a resourceful man. That's it. And look, to be honest, I mean, all the resources that I've got access to, I've naturally now, in a final throes, are putting them into my Elite Mindset Institute enrolment portal. So any of your drivers, parents, there'll be a point in a couple of weeks where you can actually sign in for free, get access to the Dear Diary process, plus videos, podcasts, um, webinars, the whole lot, all access for free. So a lot of the resources there. If they want to, then you can kind of upsell where there's more videos, workbooks to help you and pace you through these processes. So any athletes coming through now or any clients of mine, they'll all go through the subscription-based process. There's your free one, then you go to this one, then you go to this one, then you step up if you need to for the bronze, silver or gold level face-to-face programs. Really great names. Well done on the names. Oh, thank you. Bronze, silver, gold, yeah. <laughs> it's really perception of choice, isn't it? What do you want? Bronze, silver, gold? Sure. <laughs> but it's it's more just the level of support. Yeah. Okay? It's, it's obviously restricted initially with parents, but if parents have got this much and they want that much support, well, that's what you get. But, yeah, access to all the tools and resources that are all designed pretty much for me and by me. Mm-hmm. I don't design anything particularly for other people. I design it because I'm in business, I need to do this, I need to break through, I understand the human mind. So I create products and processes and programs and charts for myself to keep track of myself. But it just happens that everyone can benefit. So that's kind of everything I've created is all in that one central place now. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to it coming out. Make sure you send me a link. You will get the link and we'll make sure that we put the link on your website as well. So if anyone wants it rather than locating me, just click on your website and just go straight through. Sounds even better. If. 
Now, included in your wealth of knowledge and resources, you do have your own podcast. Tell us about I do. Who would have thought it's called the Athlete Secret Weapon Podcast? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 all things mindset. So it's all about what I've got is it's listening to elite sporting champions and those associated in sports. The one I had on that I released last Monday was the coach of the former fastest man in the world in swimming. So a coach for James Magnuson, who was then the fastest swimmer in the world. And it was fascinating to kind of hear from Brandt about what coaches want from their athletes. And then also with, with coaches, you listen to this and go, wow, okay, yeah, now I know what I need to do as far as a coach to get the most from these kids. Um, so I've got professional bull riders in the PBR circuit over in California. One of them I interviewed. And if you, you know, if you think motor racing is dangerous, have a think about these professional bull riders, eight seconds, where the, the guy I interviewed, Leighton Silver, as he said, I have to face death every ride. He, has, he says goodbye to his parents and his friends and his family in case he doesn't come back. Yeah, it's just crazy. We've had this discussion before. <laughs> I love watching it, but oh, my heart breaks every time they go out on that ball. <laughs> but that's that's the crazy thing. You can you don't get judged until you get a full eight second ride, but you can come off at seven point eight seconds and land on your feet. All good. You can come off at eight point two and land on your head. So you get a <laughs> you get judged, but you got to come off this thing anyway. And then it chases you. <laughs> I think the clowns are worse, but anyway. Oh, yes, yeah, that's what these guys say. It's safer on the ball. Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> mm. um, and so is that available on iTunes or directly through your website? Uh, it's available iTunes, Spotify, or through my website. Links again through I'm on Anchor FM. So if you're on Anchor, click there. If not, just click on the iTunes, Spotify, and just follow the bouncing ball to Athlete Secret Weapon. It's all in there. There's about well, seven different episodes up at the moment. Beautiful. And working on it. I have to get you on the next. <laughs> Sounds great. Yes. Now, Stuart, how can people get in contact with you if they want to? Uh, I guess to some extent, probably through any of your social media because I'm sure you're going to have links to this. Uh, just do a search for Athlete Seeker Weapon or Elite Mindset Institute and you'll find me on if you look at Instagram, which is the go-to place, it's Stuart Walter, A-S-W, as in Athlete Seeker Weapon. Facebook, I think, is the same, Athlete Seeker Weapon. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. I'm everywhere. I'm like a virus. Just a search for Stuart Hypnosis and it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> is there many sports hyp hypnotherapists? I don't believe so. I tend not to focus on my position because why go backwards? But... I've got a, a, a European soccer superstar based over in Europe and she sent me an email a couple of years ago and said, I've got the ability to be the best in the world, I need the best in the world, you are, so I'm going to work with you. There you go. And he's researched it and he said, I researched it for three months. He said, you're the one that actually gets the results, talks about it, shares the results. And is professional enough to be able to talk about it. So, look, I'll take that crown as a world champ. Why not? Um, but until I get yeah, world champions in every sport in every country, male and female, then I'm still working towards it. So that's what you're journaling every day? Yeah, that's pretty much it. So for me it's, yeah, um, 
Is there many around? No, there's not many. There, there is quite a few hypnotherapists around, um, of which I haven't really, I can only refer to a few people because of, I guess, I know how they work. But as far as the sports specific, there's probably maybe two or three around the world. Very good. Well, hopefully you're going to present at our upcoming motorsport industry conference. In November. I would love to. I've actually got an invite. I'm waiting to hear back. It looks like, well, I'm being invited over to Vegas to work with elite sporting teams and a whole group of people over there. So hopefully I'll be back, Belinda. I'll come and play. Let me think. Vegas and Melbourne. <laughs> oh, very similar, isn't it? <laughs> So yeah, look, happy to happy to come down and, and share my experience. Yeah, for sure, I'd love to, love to, because yeah, motorsport is really my passion. I love it. Well, I know I do finish saying what is your favourite track, but the sheer fact that you've said Bathurst a few times, yeah, I'm going to say who's your favourite driver. <laughs> In the past, it used to be old Dickie Johnson. Yeah. At the moment, I'd say I like Scotty McLaughlin. I love Chas Mostert. I just love the personality that comes out. There's a lot of other drivers that are very straight-laced down the book, but people with a bit of passion and doing something different. Lounsey was Lounsey. You can't beat him. But I think someone like Mostert's probably the next Lounsey out there. He's a bit of a character. Yeah. Okay, but there's also those other young guys that are out there that I'm working with, just being on the sidelines of them, watching them succeed. Yeah, it's like I'm spraying champagne as well at the same time, so I'd love to help more. Fantastic. So I hope to see you down at our national conference. Yeah, cool. Now, Stuart, last yes, question. Linda. Special offer for my listeners today. Oh, you want everything, don't you? I do, I do. These guys have sat through. You've embraced them with lots of knowledge. Um, I'm sure they'd love to learn more from you. Okay. Um, yeah, by the time this is out, hopefully the Elite Mindset Institute free enrolment program will be up and running you'll find that through my website now what you have access to there is the ebook of the dear diary process so as soon as you sign up you get that dear diary process book for free plus access or direct links to podcasts plus special videos that i've created purely for that reason um what else have i got in there yeah, lots of good stuff. So that is accessible. Now, if anyone wants access to the eight-week online program, okay, I will do a special deal with you, my friend. Because it's online, there's not much of a, um, a face-to-face component, but I'm starting to build that. So if anyone's interested, it's currently $4.95 US plus GST, so $495 for an eight-week program. Um, with all the resources, processes, audios, videos, workbooks, the whole lot. Um, if anyone's interested in that, I'll do that 50%. Okay, so it works out to about, I think it's about 247 US. Thank you very much. And if anyone's interested in face-to-face, again, let's look at, well, what can I do? Probably about a 25% off. As long as you can have, what I might do is I might set up like Motivate as a promo code. So if anyone goes to the website, I'll set up Motivate. If they click on anything, enter that that promo code. I haven't set it up yet, so don't go pushing buttons just yet as of 18. But yeah, I'll have access to it. So if anyone's interested in face-to-face, 25% off. So normally... The competitive edge program, which is consultation, three sessions, each about a week apart, remembering 
whether it's face-to-face here in Brisbane or through internet, Skype, Zoom, is just as effective. Like I said, I've got bull riders over in the States. I've never met face-to-face and the results are still powerful. So if we look at, it's normally fourteen ninety-five. If you look at it, say, $1,200. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fourteen ninety-five down to 1200 for the one, two, three, four sessions, each about a, a week apart. So I'm not sure what the percentage is, but... I think it's around 25%, if not more. But anyway, we'll do it that way. So much. But where are you located? I'm in Bris Vegas. <laughs> so I'm just on the outskirts of Brisbane. So if you look at where Brisbane is, I'm halfway between Brisbane and the airport. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. I really do appreciate your time. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Tea. Until next time, take care.